Welcome back. Episode 48 of the No Clue Podcast. We have returned. <laughs> we have. We have returned, yes. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. <clears throat> A lot well, to get into. Yeah, first, firstly, obvious for the uh, <laughs> the intro music. <laughs> Gotta congratulate Tiger Woods on the dub, the win, finally. What we've all been waiting for. Um, off the injury, off the scandal, he's back, winning the comeback victory. Um, I heard a lot of people talking about how, you know, what does this really mean? Is he going to ever catch Jack Nicholas? Uh, but I, I don't know why we don't need to live in the future. Like he came back, he won this one. Let's just, you know, give him his flowers now. Yeah. Don't worry about the next one. If he does it, he does it, but he's not worrying about that. He's just happy he won. That's what matters. Um, so congratulations, Tiger Woods, the Masters. His. Um, I obviously did. You watch it? I didn't watch it. I watched a couple. I, I didn't watch the okay. whole thing, but I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to see him come back from as many injuries as he has. Yeah. Like, I, it's just the fact that he's even able to swing a golf club <laughs> after right. having three back surgeries. That's insanity. Yeah. And still be competitive every time. The last couple of times he's been competitive. Yeah, he, he won a smaller tournament uh, in like like maybe October. Yeah. September, I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is what they say it is the Masters, his third or his fifth? Uh, I don't know. It's his 15th like major win, I think. Yeah, that's that's wild, man. I mean,. He hasn't even caught Jack Nicholas, and it seems wild that he has that much. Yeah. But um, Jack played, so he was old. So, I mean, let him play at the same age. He got a chance. He's had a lot more injuries, but still. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope he continues to do well. It's good for the sport, too. Yeah, I agree. Brings a lot of energy to golf that... None, none of the other guys are have quite the same ability. Right. Yeah. All right. Moving on. NBA playoffs. First two Yeah, we got to talk about every series pretty much. Yeah. Um, Which one do you want to hit up first? The one we've seen a couple games of? <laughs> As of right now? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um... um Philly and Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Brooklyn uh, took game one. Um, while we're recording this, Philly is up 30 in game two. So, 1 yep. 1, probably. So, Definitely. what's up? What do you think? What'd you see in the first two games? Um, You know, I, I Brett Brown has to be fired, in my opinion. <laughs> Even if okay. they scramble this together and and make a deep run, I yeah. still just just from the simple fact that he's just not doing a good job. Okay. 
Like, there's Why isn't too he doing much, a good job? There's too much talent on the court, and it seems like too many times they're like forcing a guy to get going. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Rarely does anybody on Philly just get going within the flow of the offense. Right. And I think like it comes from coaching when, like, the, all the guys are not always involved. In, in, in fact, they're never always involved. Like, it's yeah, usually rare, one, two. Rarely does everyone touch the ball right. on one possession. It's like and a two-pass offense. It's like they take turns. It's like uh, Ben Simmons creates the offense. Then it's when Jimmy Butler hasn't touched the ball for a while, he starts creating the offense. And then, like, they have to force-feed Embiid just because he's the best player out there. Yeah. Um, and it just it seems stiff. Mm-hmm. So that's why, that's why you think Brett should go because of that? Yeah. <laughs> there's there's too okay. many coaches out there that can make it work, and I, I just don't think he's one of them. So you don't think it has anything to do with the players? Of course it does. It's always going to have something to do with the players. Uh-huh. You know, unless Brett Brown literally, like, puts six players out there in a one-possession game. So what what do you think? What um problems do you see with the players? Anything? I mean, anything specific? Embiid's mm, a black hole. Right. Surprise, uh, surprise. Butler, Butler, as well as he's played, uh, doesn't get enough easy shots. I agree. He has to create everything. Yeah. He's not Kobe Bryant. And even right. Kobe Bryant was getting good looks out of the triangle. Like, you got to find ways to get your best players just easy opportunities. Right. Like, yeah, he had 36, but he had to fucking go get every bucket. Yeah. So how, how often can you count on him to really go get you 36? I mean, Butler's a great player, but he's being asked to stop Brooklyn's best player on top of carry the offense. Right. No. And I'll, I'll let you get into Simmons, but uh, uh, Redick and Tobias, they're kind of like, I don't really have that much criticism for them. Yeah. Just because role guys are going to be hot and cold. Yeah, and JJ has been the same his whole career. Yeah, like you know what you're getting if if you're cut if you're running him off the three point line, he's not gonna beat you. Right, he's you know, pretty much worthless if he's not taking jump shots. Right, the thing with not Tobias, pretty much completely worthless if he's the, not. Taking the thing with shots. Tobias, uh, I would ex- I would hope he plays a little bit better defense. Yeah, and he's just got a little more energy. He's a little more aggressive. Yeah, because unlike JJ, he can go get his own shot. Yeah, he can. And he's so, a mismatch most of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. But Embiid, to me, has just been kind of a black hole. And, you know, the other the other starter, I'll let you get into. So. <laughs> Vin? Why yeah. do I got to get into Vin? I mean, you know, it's it's the same shit everybody has said about him. <laughs> he can't shoot. Right. And doesn't shoot. We could, we could go as deep into it as we want, but that's what it's going to come back to. Yeah, and the thing is, he doesn't even. The problem with him and Embiid together is that either Embiid is taking bad shots, or he's in the way, and and that's the problem with Simmons is that when Embiid is in the paint, 
Simmons can do nothing because he can't drive right yeah. at his own man. You know, then he's triple teamed in the paint. Um, Embiid, if Embiid steps out, then he's taking shots all the time, and then they're miss, they're not getting rebounds, and there's more problems to it. I think the Embiid and Simmons duo isn't as flawless as it looked early in the season or even last year. Right. And maybe it's because they have more players around them now. Maybe it's because they don't just have spot-up shooters when they had um, Saric and Covington. Yeah. Now they got guys who, I mean, Tobias and Jimmy can hit threes, but they're not spot-up shooters by any means. So the floor isn't as stretched as it was, which hurts Simmons, obviously. But um, if Simmons isn't passing the ball and he's not taking layups, you know, he doesn't do much else on the court. He gets you know, some steals. I'm, but... I'm surprised, yeah. I'm surprised he's not more of a factor getting stops and just crashing the boards. Yeah, I don't know why he doesn't. He, he should I mean, be going out there, considering who they put on him and how they play him, he should be picking up offensive rebounds, like, at least a couple times a night. Yeah, but I think having I think they think having him back it helps because he's – you know, it's not like having a normal guard. Right, I got you. Back is a six ten. It's like having a center back on defense. Yeah, and he's faster than everybody. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. It he had a triple double tonight, but yeah, I, I I will give him credit. He has responded. You know, he's we everybody's talked about his flaws and how limited of a player he is. Yeah, but. He's came out here in game two and, and actually played well. Yeah. You know, for all the hatred I've put on him and other people, like, I, I feel like every sports media person has blamed him for the reason they lost game one. Right, and I, I don't think that's fair at all. Yeah. I think Embiid is, is to blame for game one, honestly. I mean, take taking four threes in the first quarter when you're 7-1 – is ridiculous. That, that one possession where he took like three in a row. Ridiculous. I was just like, dude, you, I would bench him for that shit. I, I can't think of any other seven-footer in the league that would take four threes in the first quarter. I don't think he's taking a jumper. He took like one when they were up 20. Today? Yeah. Yeah, because they told him after last game, he you know, it was ridiculous that he took that many. And he, he didn't make any of them. At first, yeah, man, it's crazy. Um, yeah, Embiid. To me, the 76ers problem starts with Embiid, and then it ends. Well, not ends, but then the next step is Jimmy Butler, and then it's the coach for sure. And Jimmy, it's not so much Jimmy's fault, but it's his chemistry damaging tendencies. Like everywhere he goes, the chemistry is is weird. Yeah, Every time he gets you. on a team. And, and the thing is, it's because he plays the half role player, half star kind of game. It's like he does role player things, but if you give him the ball enough, he can look like a star. But overall, he he plays, and, he's and a they, 3 and D guy overall, really. They struggle to find like a balance for him. Right. They, it's like sometimes, some games, they just want him to be 3 and D. 
Yeah. And in other games, he needs to take over the game. Right. And and that's the, you know, you can't straddle that forever on a team like the 76ers who think they're going to win championships. And a person straddling that can't be your best player. That's the other problem. And even though I think Embiid overall is like a more complete player, Jimmy Butler is the best player on the court most games. He does right. the most. He has the best games. You know, he plays the hardest every night. Um, and then Embiid has the Iverson syndrome where he can get 45 and 15 and they still lose. Right. Happens all the time. But it's because the rest of the team doesn't get involved. Ben Simmons normally in those games has like six assists. And then if he's not spreading the ball around, the offense is just off. But um, yeah, shout out uh, to the Nets, though, man. Before, real quick, uh, Marjanovic deserves a shout out for these first two games. Boban? Yeah, he's played great. He's come in and just been a huge factor. Yeah, yes, for sure. <clears throat> but you know what? The other thing we haven't really talked about, and and this is why I it's hard for me to believe that the Sixers are going to beat any of the top teams. Uh-huh. Um. They are awful at preventing guards from getting to the paint. Yeah, they are. Like, and I can't, I can't really figure out if it's the coaching or if it's just the guys getting beat. But like, Deloading does whatever he wants, and then Spencer Dinwiddie comes out there and does whatever he wants. Yeah, then, and re- really, especially first game and this game, um, Deloading just wasn't making everything. Right. Yeah, Russell was just missing easy shots right. last game, if and they he, still if he won. Was on in both halves, he would have had 40. For sure. If he was on the first half of this game, this game would be a lot closer. Right. Um, He's had just off nights in Philly. Maybe he'll have a better better games in Brooklyn, but yeah, man. he. De- I don't know what it is. I don't know. They don't really have good defenders on 76ers. It's just Jimmy. No one else really is... Yeah, you know, I mean, in to, reality, to credit, Brooklyn does play really well out of the pick and roll. They do, yeah. Like they they put they really spread the floor and and get deloading in comfortable spots. They get guys in space, just attack like just straight line drives. Yeah, they do. Right. Yep. So you have guys like Joe Harris <clears throat> or Damari Carroll, who you know they're not really they're very limited weapons. Uh-huh. But they're getting the most out of those guys just because it's simple. And the other thing is they're all threats. Everyone on the court for Brooklyn all right. the time is a threat. Right. Even Karooks comes out there and he's a threat. It, you know, a lot of times Philly has one threat on the court. When Simmons has the ball, if he's past the three-point line, mm-hmm. the only threat is Embiid. Yeah. Jimmy's a threat when he has the ball. JJ's only a threat when he's open. That, that's their problem. Like, these guys are, like, they're all talented, but it's like they're not versatile. They're not, no. You know what I mean? They, they can't step out of what their role as a player is. They can't adapt. No, you're right. You're right. They're very, they got to stay in their roles for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Let's move on to next games. Oh, what'd you think about the phone thing real quick? <laughs> that was stupid. It wasn't really a big deal to me. No, I mean, he, he got fined, I would say I, if it was really like a daughter emergency, yeah. I don't think 
uh, the Sixers would have been as mad as they seem to be. Yeah. Not saying he's lying, but it's just odd that if it was a family emergency, like, you know what I mean? Well, I think it is odd because they have other protocols to do that. And I think Amir Johnson knows that already. He's been around for a while, yeah. Yeah, he. I'm sure he's clear of the real protocol when there's a family emergency, especially when he was inactive for the game. He just didn't have to come to the game, right? If is if it was really something going on, so that's the thing with that. I would just say, you know, if you knew you were gonna have to check your phone, you just didn't need to come. It's fine. There's no problem. There's no fine for not coming for a family emergency, right? So that's why I think they kind of cared because he just bypass all the real protocols for it just to yeah no i mean they gotta set the the culture they gotta set the standard for you know yeah what kind of behavior is allowed and he should know obviously he should know because they all have they have an assistant on the team that does that that answers those kind of calls comes and gets someone when somebody's pregnant you know surgery whatever yeah they have someone that comes and gets somebody for that so you know i could see why he got in trouble but it was just dumb over in the first place honestly regardless of what it was he should have he should have handled it differently or just not came to the game because now he's at the game just in a suit because he did that yesterday i mean you know um saturday Saturday. Yeah. yeah all right uh, uh, let's get the the series that we know are going to be quick out of the way. So Clippers, w- Detroit, Warriors. Detroit, good run. See y'all next year. Yeah, Blake might not play. The right, whole, that's that's the over. one because I I really didn't think much of Game One because yeah, Blake wasn't playing. Right. Um, and Blake is you know Blake can get a forty go. piece anytime. He makes them go even if he's not getting forty. He could be the reason that Drummond has a great game, or he could be the reason Reggie's having a better game. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's a wrap. It's going to be uh, – I predict the sweep. I mean, I don't think that's even a prediction. No, it's not. You know, there's they nothing may, really – They may let him win one just for – just to come back to Milwaukee, just for a rest. Sometimes they do that for the – It's <laughs> The only thing I would say for Milwaukee is – Looking at it, it looks like every team in the first round is going to have some kind of challenge. Except Milwaukee. Except Milwaukee. And I'm worried that, you know, sometimes a team that gets tested early on is a lot more prepared in the later series. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that's going to be the case, but uh, that if, if there was an issue to look out for, I would say that was it. I'll agree with that. I'll, yeah, I agree. The thing is, as long as they beat them half to death every night, that's the thing. If they don't, if they come out and it's a close game some nights, then I would worry. But if they're they beat them by 30, 25 every night, then they're you know they're running their plays, they're doing everything right, yeah. they're playing hard still. You know, it's not like they're out there just coasting. Um, and at least Greek Freak gets some rest. He you know he got hurt what one of the last games of the season. And he yeah. said he was still playing. You know, I mean, those... he's they're not gonna have an answer for him, so he could, you know, he could yeah. dominate in like twenty minutes. Right, exactly. So he'll get some rest, save time for Brogdon if Brogdon ever makes it back. I don't think he's going to, but we'll see. 
Yeah, that that'll be quick. What else? The Warriors, right? You think well, that's quick? Clippers, yeah. I mean, I, I think Clippers will sneak out a game in in L.A. Mm-hmm. That's it. But I, I had a lot of fun watching Lou Will and Montrezl just eat in Game One. <laughs> they were the only ones eating. Nobody cares, yeah, because <laughs> it was it wasn't really that close of a game after like the first quarter and a half. But right. Man, Lou Williams and Montrezl were just out there working by themselves. Honestly, no one on Golden State can guard Montrezl. Honestly. I mean, even Draymond. Draymond can try, but he's just too raw for Draymond, I think. There's a funny moment. Um, I think it was like some at some point in the third quarter when the game was getting away. Uh-huh. When there was a little bit of like a physical moment between Montrezl and Draymond. Yeah. And it seemed like one of those moments where Draymond would usually, like, lose his shit or just start screaming at the ref or whatever. Yeah. And he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want and those I was like, problems. Yeah, I was like, hey, man, he's a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't want none of that. <laughs> he picks oh, and man. chooses his battles. He does. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. the Clippers just, like, like, Gallinari would have to play well for them to even have a chance yeah, and they, they don't just, have enough firepower. That's, that's not gonna happen. And they just can't shoot threes well enough to right stay in the Warriors games. Cause Steph, the way Steph is shooting, yeah, Oof. it's gonna be quick and painless. Man, yeah. Um. All right. Uh, besides that, all the other series are you know toss ups. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the most interesting you want to get into next? Oh, let's go back to the East. The Raptors and the Magic. I, I thought that was a bit of a fluke. Game one. You thought it was a fluke? I did. DJ? Um, Not really DJ's performance. <laughs> uh-huh. But just Orlando. Orlando's a hard team to guard just because they have so many. They're kind of like Brooklyn. Everybody's a threat. Yeah. Everyone on there is decent. Right. Yeah. And they have a couple, they have just enough guys who are capable of going off that makes them dangerous. Right. Um, and someone different can go off every night. Right. Yeah. But I, I doubt, um, I doubt Orlando's going to play that well. And, I don't, uh, go ahead. And I just thought Siakam took a little bit too long to get into the game. Yeah. Because he did have a good second half, but... In the first half, I don't know if it was jitters or what, but he was just kind of missing some easy looks, some makeable shots. He played 42 minutes. Oh yeah, he's he's the key <laughs> X factor. <laughs> they're not gonna they're not gonna win games with on, playing only seven guys, eight guys. Number one, well, really seven because Powell is the eighth guy. The, um, the thing is, I don't think Orlando played that well. Augustine played well, but. The rest of the guys, everyone only had 10 points. 10, 10, 11, I thought Fournier, 11, 10. Fournier didn't shoot that well, but he made a number of big plays. He made big shots for sure and big plays, definitely. But he only had 16. The guys who normally can get off, Ross only had 10. Gordon only had 10. Vucevic Gordon, only Gordon had 10. Gordon was playing great D all night. Oh, yeah, great D. I did not know he, he could do that. Versatile. He's versatile. Yeah. But they they were missing a lot of shots, so I I think they can 
I think it could happen. Vucevic was three for fourteen. Mm. Yeah, Ross Vucevic is, is bad. Eleven. Ross isn't gonna be two for eleven again. There's no way. Um, I will say before we get into the elephant, the real issue for the the Raptors, because <laughs> we know what it is. One of the issues. It's almost yeah. like we're avoiding. But no, I would say Kawhi, even though you know he did kind of try to win it at the end. Yeah. He similar to Jimmy Butler, he just oftentimes he takes long extended stretches where he's just not involved. Right. And you like he's got to be better. I don't know if the coaching has to be better. <laughs> well, you already know my opinion something on Something has to right, but <laughs> No, I mean he had a great game when he was touching the ball, but yeah. There was just a couple stretches where he didn't really take the game when he was when he should have right um and he tried to take it over but the magic had so much confidence at that point yeah and he he's not a good playmaker when he takes over the games right he's he's a playmaker for Kawhi Leonard that's it right it's either him scoring or nothing yeah is him scoring or is a fast break the other way which is which is fine when he's on but if he's not on, or if he's a good defender, you know, they, they do kind of have to let him be the role thing, because he's really not a great... If he doesn't have a physical mismatch or a physical advantage, his one-on-one game isn't the best on the, you know, for how they play. Yeah. They When they move the ball and he can get that window where he can cut and get a quick drive, he does well, but he can't play the hero <laughs> ball is what I mean. I guess that's what yeah. I'm trying to say, but you know, at times funny. he's gonna figure out how figure out how to in this series. He needs to. He, I mean, against win. Orlando, I would expect him to. Right. Yeah. It's but, funny. He plays. Uh, it's almost like he he fucking trained with LeBron because he fucking clears out with that offhand. He does. That's his. That's his game, man. Oh he just muscles guys. God. <laughs> Because his handles really aren't good. They're he's really, got really that, stiff. He's got that, like, Ty Jerome handle. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're really stiff and slow. But yeah. you're not going to necessarily steal it from him, probably because his hands Just because so he big. dribbles the, sh- like, strongest shit because his hands are huge. Right. And you, you reach, he'll just palm it away from you. <laughs> <laughs> and otherwise, he just muscles guys. That's yeah. why he needs that physical advantage on guys to really take them. And he normally does have it. Really, LeBron is the only one. Um, yeah, LeBron's the only one with the physical attributes that he has, like right. strength-wise, at his position. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what it's. I think Orlando's gonna get another one. I don't know if they'll. I'll say this: they have a chance to win, but someone needs to get off every night. And if no one gets off, no, they're not gonna win. They gotta keep attacking Marcus All. For sure. Because Augustine said it after the game, like, yo, they, we were trying to get the switch with Gasol, and he gave me some room, and I pulled up. Yeah, he's, like, so, he's stiff, man, and Gasol's Lowry. Gasol's going to let everybody pull up. And Lowry can't guard um, Gordon or Vucevic. He, he made a couple nice plays on Gordon last game, but full game, nah, he's not going to. Also, keep in mind, this is most of the players on Orlando's first playoff series ever yep most of them so 
and that and they won't won their first game, so they got a learning curve too. Um, Gordon, especially. You know, uh, with we criticized Simmons earlier for for playing poorly, especially in game one. Oh, this is the elephant. Um, and I mean, with Simmons, like, yeah, he played really bad, but you could credit Dudley for a lot of that. Okay. Um, you could credit just how stiff Philly is with like you credit Embiid or Butler holding Wait, the ball. Wait, Dudley, Dudley for what? For playing defense. <laughs> Dudley was in front of him every time he tried to take it to the rack. Was he not? <laughs> yeah, he was. Which I mean, just, I was just shocked that you. <laughs> it's I can't. I didn't know Jared Dudley could do that in his. Yeah. How how many fucking years has he played? Uh, two thousand. I mean, two thousand five. I think. Right. Sheesh. They He's been in the league for over a decade. He was nice at Boston College. I liked him at Boston. College. I remember he was he was solid for Phoenix like you know seven years ago or something like that. Yeah, he had like two really good years. But um, what I'm getting to is that there is a possible explanation for why Simmons didn't play well. Okay. Lowry was just straight trash. Right. I don't care that he had seven assists and eight rebounds. Okay. Like, he only it, had two it, it turnovers. Was, it was meaningless to me. Just because he didn't score? Because he didn't score, because his matchup was the MVP. <laughs> right. And he's supposed to be a defender. Right. He, he didn't just score. He was missing open shots. Right. They left him open on a couple of plays, and he never made them pay. Right. And L- Lowry's supposed to be a playmaker. He's supposed to be a creator for them. Because like you said, Kawhi's only creating for Kawhi. Danny Green's not creating for anybody. Right. Like, what is Mark Gasol really doing? What is, you know, Siakam's also kind of a guy who creates for himself. Yeah, and... And Gasol has like one play in his arsenal, that handoff, fake handoff. You know what I'm talking about. He yeah. catches it high post, and they run off of him. He fakes it. He palms it in one hand, looks around, and then makes a bad play afterwards. That's his only play. I've never seen Gasol score or like start an offense in any other way. And I mean, when you know that's coming, it's not hard to defend. I just thought, Lowry, for a point guard to not be present in the game for long stretches at a time. Yeah. Like, I understand a a wing player, you know, he's not getting shots. You know, he's not really doing anything. He may not even touch the ball. Right. Right. But for a fucking point guard to have such little impact on the game (laughs) is, is shocking to me. Right. Like honestly, I would I would expect DJ Augustine to have zero points, seven rebounds, and eight assists or whatever it was. Right. But like it just looks so much worse, and I know he didn't guard Augustine all night. Cause Augustine was giving him buckets. Augustine for a, a huge chunk of the game looked like the best player on the court. He did. Like he honestly looked better than Lowry to me. 
He is better than Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it real. He, we we know Lowry isn't good. Honestly, oh, Lowry man. plays really Please, hard. I need I need the basketball world, the NBA watching world, to just finally realize that Lowry plays really hard. He hustles. You know he he plays pretty good defense, but it's really just off of tenacity. It's really not skill. He has no skill. Every all his game is tenacity. Honestly, yeah, he he, he's, he, he tries fouls. to like randomly be physical. Right. And it's he, so annoying to watch. <laughs> he draws fouls. You know, he, he plays that. He has good IQ. I'll give him that. Good basketball IQ. I mean, he's, he's an experienced player. Yeah, he gets some nice strips. He played for um, he played for Jay Wright, right? In I believe so, Villanova. yeah. Villanova. Yeah, so, he had, you know, he knows how to play, but let's keep it real. He's not good. He's not. Augustine is a way better offensive player than... Lowry ever has been it's just he's smaller and he's probably had never been on as good of a team as Lowry is um Van Fleet Van Fleet's minutes have to just go up 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 as far as I'm concerned yeah I mean I thought Van Fleet especially in the first half made a number of big shots oh for sure and Van Fleet takes them he makes them Van Fleet's a lot more creative as an offensive player Yep. And at times, uh, on offense, he, at times he looks smarter than Lowry is. Uh, yeah, you're right. A def- I'll give you the, the thing about defense. Like, Lowry isn't, a, like, he's been around, he gets strips, he's in position a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, But on offense, man, it, it's not looking good. You're right. There was a reason Kyle tried to test that free agent market and not a fucking soul called him. <laughs> right. So, but he's got to be better, man. I, I'm not even asking for him to be an all-star. Lowry? Yeah, I'm asking for him to hold his matchup and, and contribute. He's an all-star, though. Former all-star. <laughs> so get out of the past. Like, come on. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Oh, man. It's it's just... Honest, I, I'm not even joking. I watched on Saturday, I watched the games with a couple friends of mine. Yeah. And and Lowry took two free throws. Right. And he missed both of them, of course, because he had zero. Mm-hmm. And as he's shooting the first free throw, my friend goes, yo, if he misses this, I'm pretty sure he's not going to score all game. <laughs> Why did he say that? Because we know he's trash. <laughs> and even was, I, I was sitting there like, I was sitting there like, of scoring? yo, Lowry sucks, but like, there's no way he doesn't score. Right. Like, come on, man. Like, not only Lowry, this is the only series where his matchup is probably smaller than he is. You're right. And he's still getting exposed. Yeah. Something's got to, something's got to change. I don't know what can change. That's his squad. That's his squad. The continuity of the Raptors just isn't the same, man. It's not the same at all. When they had a dual leadership before, right? And now it's like one in a just one. And Lowry is not a good leader. Obviously, I think I think Lowry's actually a good like chemistry guy. 
Yeah. Like I, because he I, seems nice. Right. Him, he seems but... like a good dude. Yeah. Um, real supportive of like all his teammates. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in in that regard, that's on Kawhi. Kawhi's got to be some kind of leader. Right. And the first time we heard Kawhi talk was just a couple months ago. But like, <laughs> like I don't think I don't think Joe Johnson was a very vocal guy. But Joe Johnson led, like, whether it was on the court or just however. Like, Johnson would take over games. He would control games. Like, Leonard doesn't do that as often. Man, I'm trying I'm trying to tell you. Well, okay. I, I already – I know everyone who listens already thinks I'm a hater. I don't think he's capable of doing that. I just don't. And that, that doesn't mean he's not a good player. Right, I just don't I think you. he's – Capable of being that guy. Uh, he's not capable of being the go-to guy on a team that goes to the finals, to me. I think he could be a second guy. In the Or the... Like, the Raptors now are just a really good team, and he just happens to be the most the best overall player on the team. I think that's a good spot for him. But eventually, he has to be the go-to guy when guys like Lowry are doing nothing. And... um Danny Green isn't, you know, he's so limited. The rest of yeah. the team is so limited. I thought Danny Green played about as well as he could in game one. He did, yeah. He you did. Know, he, hit his, he hit his open looks. He made a couple of, like, like he set up a couple teammates, I remember. He got some stops. Like, that's what he does. Yeah. They, they need to be able to go further into their bench for them to be successful, I think. Yeah, that's More where just... OG and Anobi loss really, really kicks in in that. It does, yeah. For Powell to come in 16 minutes, four points. Ibaka to come in with five points, eight rebounds. And Van Vliet to play 27 minutes and get 14 points. That's it? You need more than that. I mean, Van Vliet, I, I, I didn't think he was that bad. Jody Meeks came in. No, I, he played good. Right. I'm just saying you can't your best bench uh contribution can't be a 5-10 point guard that gets 14 points. That's not going to cut it in the playoffs. It's not. Yeah. I mean, Ibaka, we you need more than 5 points out of your backup big. Your only backup big. Jody Meeks came in and hit a 3 in 3 minutes. Come on, if Jody Meeks is getting in the game, you have a bench issue. <laughs> they signed him like a week ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Still. Who's it? Oh, Malcolm Miller, no minutes. Jeremy Lin had some opportunities he could have came in. They, they never put him me. in. Yeah, like he could have came in. Which was crazy. I mean, that's it though, huh? McCall. Was McCall active? Doesn't I matter. hope not. <laughs> It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Did, we did Warriors and Clippers? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. we mentioned them. Oh, one thing, I don't know why the Clippers keep leaving Cousins open. I don't really get that. The Like, Cousins can't shoot. Cousins, oh, like Clippers, you're talking about they're leaving him open? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Because he can shoot. But <laughs> I guess you got to give something up. If they leave him open all night, he's going to mess around and have 40. And then they'll be sorry. They won't leave him open anymore. He's not shooting him, though. That's the weird thing, too. Which is fine. He'll wait. He'll wait till the starters are out, and then he'll 
probably start shooting him. But they act like he's not one of the best shooters at his position in the league. Yeah. Zubac is, is, is not ready for the playoffs. No, he's not. He he's looks not like, ready he looks for like Cousins. Carl Anthony Towns uh, looked to start the playoffs last year. Right. Right. <laughs> Just shook. Out there throwing the ball away. Oh, okay. Maybe not. <laughs> um, No, but <clears throat> well, what team do you want to get into next? What series? Let's go Boston and Indiana. That was an interesting game to me. Um, You know what I'll say about Boston? Uh, they offensively, there are some parallels to Philly, in my opinion. Okay. Where good sometimes they they have a lot of scoring threats, a lot of good players. Yeah. But it's just it's never really everybody involved. It's always one or two guys, or you know, it's just there's not a lot of rhythm. Yeah, I think it's for different reasons, but I agree. And and where Boston is so much better is they play defense. Yeah, and the thing is, Boston players make it like that. It, it's it's like the Seventy Sixers offenses is like that because the players don't know who to give it to or like they don't have any fluid. But Boston, it's all the players just want to be. They're all too good of one-on-one threats. Yeah. 76ers has guys who aren't one-on-one threats enough, and then Boston has everyone as a one-on-one threat. Right. And they also don't know when to... And that's, and that's mainly because the person who should be distributing the ball is the best one-on-one threat on the team. <laughs> so that kind of that kind of messes it up sometimes. Because they have no distributor on the team at all. Even Rozier is a great one-on-one player. Yeah. Not really a distributor. That's not his game. He can do it, but that's not his game. Um, and then losing smart was big, and you could see it. You could see it. I mean, they they played well, but Al Horford was really great in that first game. He was, but I will say this: that second half, Indiana lost them lost it themselves. They just shot terrible. Yeah, nobody make, really had a good game. They couldn't make anything wide open. It couldn't make anything. Wesley Matthews had a bunch of wide open looks. Um, Collison had he missed one point. He missed like four mid range foul line jump shots in a row. Um, they were he's missing a good, layups. Good shooter by like percentage. Numbers. Yeah, he is. He is. They just shot really bad. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna shoot that bad again, and to only lose by ten shooting like trash. They there was like they went nine minutes without scoring at one point in the third quarter, I believe. Like that's not gonna happen often, if yeah, ever again. I got you. Um, but you know, it, it's Celtics hard to see. It it's hard to see Indy pulling it out though, because it's just they just don't have the firepower. They don't. They don't. You know, they're gonna guys are gonna have to play really well, and I mean, you know. If Bogdanovich goes against thirty, then I'll come on here next episode and say maybe maybe they can do it. I think they can do it though. I do. I think Boston can beat themselves that easily. That Indiana could beat them. Indiana's defense is very good. Yeah. Although even though Boston is, you know, um, bona fide as far as their one-on-one players are, but you know, Pacers play good D all around. All around. 
But um, yeah, I don't have too much to say about that one. Not too much. Let's see what else. All right, let's go um, Utah and Houston. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that one. That it was such a beatdown? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, tell me what you saw. Um, I, I thought that they, they overcoached a little bit. Okay, that's fair. Like, they overplanned for Harden. Yeah. And they, they focused a little too much on trying to limit him. Mm-hmm. When, when Harden is a guy, like, yeah, it's worked, and it, it, it could work in a, in a regular season game if he's not hitting the step backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the playoffs, I think D'Antoni's too smart. I think they have too many smart guys on that team. Uh-huh. That they could just figure stuff like that out. I agree. And and to credit Harden, he he controlled the game very well. I know he took a good amount of shots. Um, it, but he had control of the game. Twenty six shots, yeah. Yeah, he did. You know, but I mean, I'm he's he's supposed to get the most of the shots. Like, that's that's what the Rockets are. Yeah. With the sure. with the Rockets, like. If their role players aren't playing well, I'm not really going to ask for them to play better. Because, you know, that ISO guy or the the two ISO guys, they got to get them the ball. Right. So, and you know, none of them have any rhythm anyway ex- except Eric Gordon at times. Right. Just because he's such a bucket. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I was a little surprised by how poorly Utah played. Ingles was non-existent yeah. out there most of the time. Um, Mitchell didn't play bad. It's just, it's like he didn't get, I don't know if it wasn't enough shots or enough good looks off. Um, and and I think they got out-depthed by Houston. Houston's guys, their bench guys came in and played pretty well. I'm, I might have to apologize to uh, Daniel House Jr. To the greenhouse effect? I'm not going to that point because <laughs> Gerald Green was pretty trash, in my opinion. <laughs> he had three threes, right? Yeah, but he early on he was missing all types of looks. Yeah, but yeah. um, no, yeah, Daniel House, like I didn't even know what kind of player he was just because I'd never seen him. Yeah, but he he's a solid player, man. He can do a lot of different things. Yeah, he and he plays a lot of positions for them. Right. That's what's going to hurt Utah, I think. Because Utah, most of Utah's guys only play one position. Well, pretty much all of them only play one position. I think Crowder is the only one. I haven't seen Cephalosha play in so long. They got to get more from their bench. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That The depth, Houston's depth is just, I mean, Porter came in. Two points. What hurt me is that Utah played all these guys and like none of them did anything. Right. You know, like O'Neal had a good chunk of minutes. Uh, Neto was out there for a little while, did nothing. Goose egg. Yeah, like Crowder took all types of shots and didn't really make any of them. Grayson Allen. Niang came in there. Right. Like, what's going on? 
Ikpe Udo came in there. Cephalosha was was one of your leading bench guys. Hell no. Right. The last guy off the bench on Houston played better than the best guy off the bench for. Yeah, that says a lot, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think this series is gonna have a lot of back and forth games. Yeah. I I believe I'm pretty. I believe in Utah that it could go seven. And I think there'll be a number of games, like there'll be a couple games Utah blows out uh, Houston and a, a number of games that'll go this way, the way game one went. Uh, I'll give it 4-1 Houston. Mm. <laughs> now, nah, I'll give them two. I'll give mm. four two. I'll give them 4-2. Maybe. Houston's, Houston's tough, man. Houston is, you know... They're so good that a couple guys can play like garbage and they'll still they can still beat Utah. Just because there's so many guys that can play well that they can afford to have someone as long as Harden and C P play good. I, I thought there was also that chunk in the second quarter when Harden was sitting down. Yeah. Where C P even though he didn't score that much and I don't even think he got that many assists at that point. Mm-hmm. He just controlled the game so well. Yeah, that, that's going to be the problem. They have no guards that can, you know, compete with CP and Harden. Yeah, and, and you know, Rubio could get to a guy like Westbrook, but, yeah. but CP is a different animal when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, and I've said on here before, Harden just, he targets Rubio, man. Every time, every time they play Rubio is like a It's crazy because Rubio's a good defender. It's always a career highlight for Harden, but it's the best defenders that get you're right that get crossed because right. they're they playing hard they defense. Yep. Yeah. All right, moving on. This last last one, right? The OKC. Oh, uh, the Nuggets. Let's say that last though. OKC and um. OKC and Portland. Let's I didn't say get that to see this last. game. Okay, I'll come to that last then. Okay. Did you see the Nuggets and Spurs game? Yeah. Okay. What did you think? Um, it was kind of as expected. The Spurs were a little more experienced. Yeah. A little less phased by, you know, it being the playoffs. Uh-huh. Um, and some of their role guys, like White, White's really becoming a good player. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, I yeah. thought Rudy Gay did some nice things. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even really DeRozan and Aldrich that carried the the offense i thought okay i just thought a number of role guys got involved uh and san antonio just out executed them a lot of the time i think san antonio clearly had the two best players in the gym and it it just that just changed the whole game i mean it it made it hard for denver because denver i mean they're stacked as far as guys you know like we were saying with threats they have a lot of threats, guys who could hit threes, who could, you know, dunk on you. But, it you know, Jokic didn't play like he was one of the better players on the court. He had a triple-double, cool, but Aldridge, He wasn't man, aggressive enough. He wasn't aggressive, and Aldridge and DeRozan are too hard to check. They're the hardest people to check on, on either team. Jokic is good, and he... He's not really hard to check, though. Not for someone like Aldridge or even um, Bertans. When Bertans comes in there. You're right. It, it, 
you know, he's not a tough check. He's a skilled player. He makes good passes, good rebounder. But when it comes to DeRozan and Aldridge, that takes so much focus from a team to guard those guys. And it's just, you know, mid-range buckets. That's their but game. But, like, Aldridge and DeRozan were both inefficient and didn't even score that much. If Derek White's going to go 7 of 10, if Bryn Forbes is going to go 6 of 9, and then Rudy Gay goes 6 of 9. That's going to happen, though. I mean, Rudy's going to get his most of but the time. You can't but let, you can't let a, a number of bench players not only have a high-scoring game, but an efficient high-scoring game. Like, it you're happens. You're going to get beat. The thing is, I'm not, and I'm not saying DeRozan and Aldridge took over, but they were aggressive. They were really aggressive. 19 shots, 17 yeah. shots. They took more than, you know, any two player, any other two players on the team. And the thing is, once you see that they're aggressive, as a defender, you say, okay, well, I can't let Aldridge start going. You know, when you see he's taking a lot of shots, you yeah. gotta, they tried to pick their poison and they picked wrong. The bench guys ended up taking over, like you said. And Patty didn't even get off. <laughs> he only had four points. I thought Murray was, was kind of shot them out of the game, too. Yeah. He just, he, like, he wasn't having a good game, and he just kept taking shots. And He took like, a lot of shots for their was, team. It was kind of awkward because he was, like, kind of getting a lot of solid looks. Yeah. But at a certain point, if it's not going, like, you know, not you can't just shoot your way out of a slump every time. And not on that team. 24 shots is too much for how they play. Right. They play a very move-the-ball you know, everybody eats kind of game in 24 shots. Nah, this unless was a you have 30. Nug- the Nuggets need Millsap to either match Aldridge or even outplay him. <laughs> and Nuggets going to lose every game then. And that frustrates that me because Millsap is expected. He's their high-paid guy. He's expected to be their main guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Plumlee came in and did nothing. They didn't get help from the guys. They usually get a lot of help from off the bench. Yeah, Barton could have been better. Did Lyle? Why didn't Lyles play at all? Was he hurt? I don't know. Lyles usually comes in and gives them a little bit. Tory Craig he, only he had, had to six. Be hurt. Yeah, um, Morris came in, had two points in twenty three minutes. That's not good. Managed to get off good. six shots though. Yeah, I mean. That's a long time to only take six shots. To be in the game for 23 minutes on that on their team. Not on other teams, but on their team where everyone takes shots. Yeah. You know, they usually excel by getting shots off. And they didn't get that many. Um, Plumlee, six rebounds. Barton had ten rebounds. They rebounded well. I don't know, man. It, I don't really see them beating the Spurs four times after this game. It's going to be tough, especially with Spurs beating beating them once at home. Yeah, that's the big one right there because Denver Denver's an elite team at home. Right. And if yeah. they're getting outplayed on their home court, I wouldn't be surprised if this series is quicker than people think. Quicker than I, I thought, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I agree. I agree. All right. Um, <clears throat> lastly... 
OKC in Portland. Man, that that was the best game. In my opinion, that was the best game at all the games that I saw. Even though Paul George shot like trash. And, um, you know, Westbrook played okay. But just watching Lillard is just is fun to watch, man. He just, he torched OKC pretty much. Um, Cancer played great. He, um, I won't say he exposed Adams, but. Yeah, I might have to apologize because I, I did kind of disrespect him on our last episode. <laughs> Talking yeah, about, man, he he's not going to be any any type of factor. Nah, he was 20 big. and 18. He was huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they didn't go very deep in their bench as far as production-wise, but they didn't need to. And OKC, Paul George kind of shot them out of the game, which is fine because that's your best player. That's your best – I mean, that's your best shooter, best scorer. So if anyone's going to shoot you out of the game, that's who you want to shoot you out of the game. Um, but their bench also did nothing. Even Felton got out there and had a couple minutes. Nothing. Um, uh, Sch- Schroeder played a lot of minutes and was pretty inefficient as well. Right. He was, yeah. He was taking a lot of drives and scoop shots, and they just weren't going in. I, I didn't I, I didn't see the game, but Schroeder got up seven three-pointers and didn't make a single one. They all shot bad, man, wow. from three. PG Old went team. four of 15. He shot bad from three. Westbrook 0 wow. for 4, Grant 0 for 3. Wow. <laughs> Ferguson made 1, George made 4. They made 5 threes the whole game. That's not going to cut it. He's definitely not going to cut it. I'm surprised Mark Keefe hasn't contributed a little more for them. He didn't get a, he didn't get a lot of minutes. And the minutes he did get were kind of weird because it was like no one else was out there with him and it was he got in and at times where Portland had the momentum. So he was, you know, he could only do so much. Um, and he has, he had some weird checks, weird guys, weird guys. He had to check one point. He was checking Rodney hood and then, um, he checks Hartle- Harkless and then they kind of cancel each other out. Cause Harkless does nothing. And he plays good enough D that Morris does nothing. Mm. So, um, it was interesting, man. Lillard and McCollum, as usual, the tag team got it done. Lillard had like four, I forgot how many feet they said, four, like five feet behind the line plus threes. Mm. Uh, you know, what was his nickname? Logo, Logo Lillard or something? Uh, I don't know. Well, whatever it was. He was cashing from three, so I don't know. I don't know what to think about this series. If Paul George is really hurt, because they were saying his shoulder was hurt. If he's really hurt, then it's curtains. This series, Portland, uh, you know, come back after last year's devastation. But also, they were at home, so um, I'm not. Like I'm not giving PG a pass if if they get spanked in this first round. Yeah. Um, even if they're in a close competitive series, which I think it will be, 
Yeah. And and he has the opportunity to close out and doesn't. Mm-hmm. Ain't no playoff P. <laughs> that shit, for a lot of people, it probably died last year as well, and it should have. Well, the thing is, he he had some really big shots in the fourth quarter of this game. Mm. But he was the only one playing well in the fourth quarter at that well, point. We and know Russ like, teams tend to do that. Yeah, it's true. Um, it, this one, this one was close. The first game was close, so I think I need to see another one when Paul George is playing shooting well, right? For me to really gauge okay. what's gonna happen, you know. It's tough, but yeah, that's all I got for them, man. Yeah, that's it, right? Covered yeah, every series. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next? We got any other sports? No, right? Uh, did you see Lomachenko this this weekend? I did. I did. Did you see it? No, I didn't. It was worthless, man. The dude he fought. Uh, you know, all due respect to this guy, but he, it was. This is why I don't like Lomachenko. On ESPN, Teddy Atlas, the boxing analyst. Yeah. Came on there and said, oh, they're fighting in Staples. Loma, for Lomachenko to lose this fight, LeBron would have to come into the game, dribble a ba- I mean, come into the arena, dribble a basketball. Lomachenko would have to look and get hit with a cheap shot for them to lose, for him to lose this fight. So to me, the fact that anyone fights somebody that is that obvious you're going to win, come on, man. Yeah, when they have wild. to make up these <laughs> crazy scenarios that make it the only way possible that you would lose the fight. You're not fighting a competitive fight. Obviously. And he, I mean, he beat the crap out of the dude, man. It's really not really nothing worth talking about. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, this is why, this is why I personally don't get the Lomachenko hype because he never fights anyone that anybody ever thinks can beat him. Like his fourth time in a row. That he's fought guys that everyone knew before the fight started that he was going to knock out. And one of those fights he got knocked down in. And the dude had like a, eight losses. It's just, you know, it wasn't worth, like I said, it wasn't worth really even mentioning. But when people watch Lomachenko, you got to really pay attention to who he fights to know, like, really, is he fighting competition <laughs> to be the best pound for pound in the in the world? And people or people say that there's no way this guy could possibly beat you. How often do you think Mayweather, even Mayweather himself, fought people that people said there's no way possible they can beat him? Yeah. Yeah. Come. On. So that's it for Lomachenko, man. <laughs> Hopefully he fights someone with some talent next time, um, with an actual undefeated record and all that. I hate the dude who was supposed to fight got hurt in his last fight. So he picked this guy up. So um he wasn't scheduled to fight him, but you know they have the mandatory challenger things. Yeah. So he was the mandatory challenger. He won the fight that was the fight to fight Lomachenko. Mm. But he he broke his hand knocking somebody out in that fight. So 
the timing was off. He couldn't. He didn't recover yet for the okay. this fight for Lomachenko. So he might come back and fight him after this. But I, I don't know. I don't know really really know how that works that much. But I just know he's supposed to fight him, and he broke his hand. So, but he that dude is good. I think his name is Comey or something. Mm. If if they fight, that should be a good fight. So, shout out to Lomachenko though for the win. Even though I, <laughs> even though I dogged it, it was, it was a good win. Yeah, it's still a win. Yeah. Yeah, it's still they a gotta win. Gotta go yeah. get it done. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Are you ready? Transition. Yeah. All right. This is um. So many girls by DJ Drama, Wale, Tyga, and ooh, is Roscoe Dash in this too? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah.
Alright. <clears throat> Alright, what do we got, man, for this week for music? Um <clears throat> not much. You wanna talk about that Uzi? Yeah, he dropped a couple songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the moment everyone's been waiting for, apparently. Yeah, it's it's sounding a little bit better. I'm I'm getting more excited. I was a little skeptical of the first couple things he dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's starting to sound like. Cause I mean, I really liked his last project that he dropped. Yeah. So it was good. Yeah, man. Uh, and he's one of those like. Like you're not really listening to him from for lyrics or depth. He just has like that weird kind of sound. Yeah, he has vibe. He has a good yeah, vibe. Yeah, that works for him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, But yeah, man, I look forward to hopefully getting a summer project from him. That would be cool. Yeah, um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it happens. I mean, he's been teasing it lately a lot. Right. You know? um, Which is a bad sign, because that suggests that we're going to have to wait for fucking bricks. <laughs> right yeah yeah i mean you never know with these guys especially the younger yeah, guys of course something random all the time uh did you see um yg's dropping next week oh uh, wow is that soon i heard i heard saying. he was I, dropping but i didn't know out of nowhere that soon. yeah yeah mm. yeah um I'm excited for Uzi though. I hope he succeeds. Yeah, why? Rough... Why G? I'm not so excited for. Nah, I'm not either. I'll listen to it though. You know, there's gonna be Nipsey, probably one of Nipsey's recordings on there. Yeah. A Nipsey track, since they were boys. He's never really got a... into YG. Yeah, I mean, I like some I... of his hits. Some of his hits go. Yeah, I can't listen to a full album but... of him. Consistently, yeah, mm. yeah. All right, what else? Um, I could talk about. I checked out something, uh, something a little different. Uh, go ahead. What is it? So, uh, I checked out an album called Map of the Soul Persona. Okay, it is by a Korean uh, pop group, <laughs> yeah, boy bands, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, BTS boy band uh, for sure. BTS. They're, they're just straight up a boy band. Okay. You can say it. I've never heard anything about them. Like I never listened to them before. Mhm. Uh and I you know, when I first met you, we had a kind of a, a understanding that Korean uh, like boy band music, like pop music, K-pop, yeah, is really fucking good. It is, yeah. Like yeah. especially when you find like the the bigger name artists yeah which you know you, you have to really like get into it and search and figure it out but uh yeah man it's got a really good sound obviously i don't know what the fuck they're saying um, right i i think it's crazy that they'll spit a whole verse in korean and then the hook will be in english yeah and it's always like like it's some english but it's not enough for you to really understand what they're saying yeah, they'll have like one word every two lines. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I mean, all of it sounds really good. And, and this album's no different. I mean, it, again, I didn't understand any of the stuff they were talking about, but all of it sounds good. Even the opening 
uh, intro track is a little more like rap. Like it's it, got a little more of a rap vibe. Yeah, yeah. I listened to it as well. Yeah. yeah it, it sounds really good. I mean, the the Halsey song is a hit for sure. For sure. And, for sure. And the reason it's a hit to me is it's not just because it's with Halsey and it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Because, but it's she fit into the song almost like she's part of the band. Yeah, like you're she right about it was that. so seamless. It sounded like just another member of the band, just kind of you know singing the hook. Right, like it was crazy to me. I almost didn't like the first time I listened to it. I almost didn't recognize her voice. <laughs> yeah, she fit in very, I was very just like, nicely. I was like, do they have a female vocalist? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Who, right who seems like she mostly speaks english <laughs> like right uh no but yeah it's a great song and, and some of these other songs uh make it right i really liked i love make it right yeah that's my um, favorite uh the second to last track i don't know how to pronounce it but yeah I'm, track I mean, six i'll just say yeah that works it's pretty good <laughs> yeah Okay, but again, I don't I don't have a deep dive because I didn't know what they were saying, and and it's just kind of for fun, you know. Yeah, their music and their production is very good. Very good, yeah. It's top notch. I don't how many there's one two three, there's seven of them. Seven. That's crazy. It's great. It's short, fun to listen to. Even like every song is different, but like still sounds good. Yeah. You know, and there's enough variety to where it's not like the same sound all seven tracks. Right. So. Okay. Shout out to BTS and K-pop. <clears throat> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, there's a big project that we both listened to, but is there anything else small that you checked out? Um. No. Nah. Is not okay. not worth mentioning. I almost checked out a LSD by who? Labyrinth, Sia, and Diplo. It's like a collab. Oh okay. Uh yeah, look, it's. I'm not really sure what it is. It says pop. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it's got. I don't know. I've like names I've heard all these all three of these names I've heard before. Yeah, uh, for sure. Sia has popped up on like radio hits. Yeah, yeah, and Diplo, uh, Diplo is, is known. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Ten tracks, you know. It's again, pop. Pop is oftentimes easy to listen to. Yeah, uh, and if the production's good, it usually carries the songs to sound good, even if the, you know, the vocals or the artists on them aren't that good. Right. But again, it was one of those slow weekends. Not a lot to listen to. No, it wasn't. No. All right. So the big one. Yeah, get into Pac for me, Anderson Pac. Okay, so Anderson Pac, we've talked on here. His last album, Oxnard, came out in September, maybe. It was in the fall at some point. Yeah, last fall, and you know we we reported it wasn't very good. It wasn't what we were looking for. Um. And you know I've been talking about artists who bounced back with another album within a year and Anderson ended up doing that and he succeeded man I I think he succeeded um this album is short it's called Ventura for those who do not know 
and we're talking about Anderson Pac for those who do not know. But man, features, good features. He didn't use them like a lot. For some reason, that's like the new trend of 2019, having features. But they're in, like, in the background. <laughs> yeah, what is with that? Yeah, I don't know. Six Lakh started it. He had like two features that I didn't even know were on there. And then Six Lakh did that for someone else. Um, I forgot who it was. We heard him on. Oh, I think it was Boogie's album. Mm. He's on one song and like he did like one small rap and that was it. But um, anyway, Anderson, uh, it's 11 songs. Most of the songs are pretty short. Um, it's his old school, old soul vibe that he um, became famous for, I, w- I would probably say. And um, this album told me three things. Well, two things. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you talk about it first Mike you go first and then I'll explain the two things that this album showed me uh everything I say excludes winner's circle because I I like that song okay uh I hated this shit you hated it I hated it wow that's crazy and and I was was, you know I was shocked because what you were saying because we usually we've been pretty similar on on our opinion on the last like several albums that we reviewed for sure uh but yeah man with this one i'm i'm way on the other side of you wow that's crazy and and what's what hurts me is that i love i love when i listen to something and it's garbage and like i listen i sometimes listen to it a couple times just so i have like more of a clear explanation for why i hated it Mm -hmm. but with this one i think it's just me I just like that sound you were talking about. That old school, it's like soul. <laughs> he said, I, just, "I think it's just me." I just I can't stand. No, this I shit. get it. I hate. I hated his voice on every track except Winter Circle. Yeah, Winter Circle is great. Um, I just I was just like, man, I could really do without him. I feel you. Like I, okay. and it's one of those things. Like I, when I was younger, I used to argue with a lot of people. But there, there's a group of people out there who just hate Eminem's voice. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, yeah, and I didn't yeah. understand that for a long time. Yeah. But I mean, that's the only explanation I've come up with for why I hate this project. So it's, it's not, just not for you. It's just not for me. Like, it's not technically bad. Um, like, there's a lot of good things in here. He sounds. I'm. I could say easily this is. A hundred times better than Oxnard was. Oh, for sure. Like this to me, if this was the first project I'd ever heard from him, I'd Mm -hmm. be like, all right, I'm excited to see what he does next. Okay. But yeah, man, I just, his voice is not for me. His overall sound is, he does that like high pitched, like screech kind of sound Mm -hmm. and and it's singing for him. But like, to me, it, it sounds awful. Okay. So it's, I respect it, that. You know what I mean? It's hard for me yeah. to like. I'm not technically saying you acknowledge that it's bad. he made steps up from Oxnard. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is a step in the right direction. Yeah. All right. But it's just like it's a couple of projects now that I've listened to from him, and I just come back to the same thing. Like his sound is just not for me. All right. Can't be mad at that. I've talked. To, I've said it multiple times on here before. 
It's not. It won't be the last time either. Um, I'll tell you what this album told me. Number one, he he needs to get away from Dr. Dre. Him and Dr. Dre are not a good mm. mix. That's I, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like the the Dr. Dre and Anderson. Uh, huh? It is starting to feel like he's in a, like a box almost. Like yeah, he's kind of got this similar kind of sound that he can't ever get away from. Right. For sure. He needs he needs a new production. And um, I think it was Twilight, I believe, is the one Pharrell did on here. Um, but overall, it, I don't want to hear him and Dre anymore. He needs a new... He needs to connect with a new creative mind when he's making his album. That's number one. And number two, totally unrelated to Anderson, but um, Outkast could get back together and still kill it right now. Easily. Easily. Big Boy and Andre, if they wanted to make music again, they would... I believe it, yeah. They could easily go platinum right away. First album they make back together. Singles, they'd go platinum easily. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but I wish they would set aside their differences and just give everybody what they want. Everyone who's ever liked Outkast. But... That's it. That's all I have to say about it. Yeah, I I do agree. It's a good point that he has to get away from Dre. For sure. But you know what's crazy is I'm reading about it on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, Both Oxnard and Ventura were two albums that he created at the same time and then just released five months apart. Right, so obviously Dre had major influence. He made them both at the same time, though. Because they, yeah. they sound different to me. I mean, yeah, and, and <clears throat> I mean, Oxnard it's was a lot him, more, you know, huh? It's still like his sound. I'm not saying he's like completely shifting the direction of his music. No, he's not. He's definitely right. not. Yeah, Oxnard to me was a shift of his music, and this right. isn't because it it was so much rapping on Oxnard that it's not his game. Yeah, it's not his game. Not I don't. Li- I definitely don't like hearing him rap at all. Um, but uh, to say what you do about your uh, outcast point, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it, it was a good verse. I mean, it wasn't anything. It didn't wasn't anything crazy, but no, it wasn't like the best verse of the year. Yeah, it was. But cool. it, it's on. If you know Andre, it's a good verse. If right. if you don't know Andre, you may not like. For people who've never heard Outkast before, I'm sure the verse sounds weird. Uh, because there's not a lot of people who are good, like fits chemistry wise with Andre, but yeah. I, I'd say Anderson Pac is a good, a good example. Yeah, yeah, because he's for got sure. like a unique, like different kind of sound. Mm-hmm. And um, man, I I, I do want to hear Outkast one more time. If it's even if they say announce this is the last time, like five tracks. That's all I ask. Yeah, just five. That's it. That's it. And um, speaker box and the love below was too fire for them to just never do anything again (laughs) after that. Yeah, I mean, think about all the hits that were on that on those albums. It's crazy. Yeah, speaker box is crazy for me. For sure, super crazy. 
And Big Boy's had a good career since then. So I, I'm not I'm not saying that they need each other by any means. Big Boy's career has done just fine. They I both mean, have done their own thing. Yeah, Andre's been in acting, and he's done a lot of guest features and stuff. Big Boy's music has been great since then, too. Um, but it is weird hearing them apart. Uh, what else we got for, um, is there any music news? Not really? Um, not that I know, but, uh, this, me hating the Anderson Park album, uh-huh. uh, really made me go back to, uh, Khalid and appreciate it a little more. Khalid's album was great, man. It, it like, I'm great. enjoying it more and time. more as I'm listening to it. And, and that happens, that happens sometimes with me, I, uh, sometimes if I hear something really good, and then I hear something that isn't that. I definitely the really good feels even better. Yeah. A, a lot of times, and it's not not because it's not that is I don't like the other one or is that I don't uh, I do or not. It's nothing about the other one. It's just about me wanting the really good that I heard last I again and you. again. Yeah. You know, that's what happens to me sometimes. Um, and Khalid Khalid did that for sure. Cause I haven't listened to anything but Khalid or Anderson in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Khalid's so uh, one of the most consistent albums I've heard in several months. Yeah, and for how long it is, is yeah. that's saying a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. That's you gonna watch Guava Island? Childish Gambino oh, right, and Rihanna's right, movie. Right, right, right. Um. Is that like a show? It's a movie. Oh. Or a film. Whatever. I mean, you know, I'm probably not going to spend any money on it. but No, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll check it out at some point. I, I'm not going to check it out right away. I'll, I'll see what the feedback is. Yeah, me too, yeah. There's a lot of fucking entertainment movie stuff and show stuff going on right now. Yeah, it seems random. Um... Donald Glover is a strange guy, man. Just the fact that he can do stuff so under the radar is amazing to me. Yeah. He can just he just go out with Rihanna and film a movie, you know, and us not hear anything about it until the that, movie comes pretty, out. That's pretty, pretty savage, yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, I heard that he did something with her. I didn't know it was a full movie one. I need that soundtrack ASAP. Yeah. I, I know he's like this he's like this musician in this Caribbean town and everyone likes him. I, I don't know, I only saw some clips of it, but I'm definitely going to check it out probably before our next podcast for sure. Yeah. Um that's it. That's all I got, man. Why don't you go into Game of Thrones, GOT? Uh yeah, I watched it. Um the Game of Thrones inside. I mean, I'm not gonna like spoil it, but it, it was a bit of a slow episode. It kind of, kind of getting us familiar with some of the characters because you know there's a ton of them. Um, but it, it's progressing nicely into like the conclusion of all the events that have been going on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and the cliffhanger was pretty crazy, even though the episode was kind of calm for a lot of a lot of well, pretty much the whole time, if I'm being honest. Uh huh. But that's what like 
what makes Game of Thrones great, in my opinion, is they've gotten you invested in all of these characters, and now it's it's really coming together. You know okay. what I mean? For a lot of the portion of the show, it's separate characters having separate storylines. Right. And now there's they're putting everyone together, you know what I mean? And it's it's a genuine, it's not just it's not like an Avengers thing where it's just the the cool thing to do. It's yeah. part of the story is just the characters, you know, getting together for a certain reason. Okay. But yeah, nothing like crazy happened, so there's nothing really for me to get into. It's just set up for the rest of it? Right, yeah. Okay. Alright, just to bring everybody back up to speed. They did, uh, HBO, it was very smart. They advertised, I turned it on like 10 minutes before. Yeah. Uh, they they had a fucking ad for every, I, it felt like every show they air, they had an ad for. <laughs> Oh yeah, which would make sense because you know it's their most popular show, but for sure, yeah. And <laughs> I was yeah. just like, damn, yeah, HBO has a lot of fucking shows. They do a lot they of creative of ones. People don't even too. know about. Yeah, a lot of creative ones. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're trying to get into that game, yeah. and they're getting yeah. back into like mini series a lot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, which used to be super like the Band of Brothers, the the Pacific stuff that that type of stuff. Yeah. Just great work. Yeah, isn't um uh Zendaya? Yes. And, and Drake are in a new show or something? I don't think it's Drake, but Zendaya's in there. Yeah, um, it's like a high school, like it's like a coming of age type of thing. Uh huh. It wasn't very clear what like what is it about, but it, it seemed pretty pretty crazy. Oh, Drake produces it. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm not a Zendaya fan. Um, I kind of feel bad for those child actors because I don't know when Zendaya is going to stop being a high schooler in her right. TV Well, movies. they they still try to get Zac Efron from time to time to play like a fucking kid. Yeah, Zac Efron's yeah. like in his mid thirties or like early thirties. Like, come on, bro. Right. Yeah. Um, so, for her, when she stops being able to play a kid, her career is probably. <laughs> you know over. what that reminds me of? I've been watching a show on Hulu called uh-huh. Future Man. <laughs> With um, Josh Hutcherson. <laughs> yeah, man, that dude. He's got like the Frodo thing of like he's permanently stuck at twenty one. It seems like, and he's built weird. So <laughs> yeah, he like, looks like a kid. Like yeah, he just a little box. He he fits a kid role so well. Yeah, he does, and he's twenty seven yeah, or something. He's and, and the show is not that good. It's a little it's a little wacky, but <laughs> I've seen the trailers. Yeah, that's why I started laughing. Yeah. It, I mean, some of the humor is pretty cool. Like, some of it's really funny, but it's getting a little weird. And, like, not in a good way. It's just confusing. Okay. But, anyway. <laughs> I believe it. That's all you got got for us, man, Game of Thrones? You can't? No spoilers? I mean, there's, there's nothing, nothing really to spoil. It's just... What's with all the memes and stuff I, I see? It was funny. The, the meme that had me weak was, uh, was like, like, Cersei's focused on, like, sex... And then uh-huh. Daenerys and Jon Snow are, like, going out on dates. Like, 
Night King is going to take it in four. Like, clean sweep. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> What's crazy is we didn't the even playoffs. see the Night King in the first episode. <laughs> wow. So yeah. I was a little disappointed by that. I wanted at least a peek at the White Walkers, uh-huh. considering how they ended things uh, in the last season. But um, okay. the trailer for the next episode looked crazy, though. They showed like some battle sequences and like a little more of a setup to that dangerous is pretty much here. So there's more action in the next episode? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll stay tuned. Uh, I'll ask you about that episode so it could be yeah more hardcore. Um, what are we at for? Oh, it's only hour thirty. I thought we went over time and no. I mean, we didn't really have that much music, and we we did a good job of covering every series. Yeah. Um. Did you ever see Shazam? No, but I'm still working on it. Okay. I saw. Uh, There's a good chance. There's a good chance I'll see it before our next episode. Okay. All right. Hellboy might be a pass, though. <laughs> it's definitely yeah, a pass Yeah, I for think me. it's a definite pass also. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I was thinking before, well, well, did you see the Lion King trailer? Yeah. I like it. I like it, too. Looks cool. And the thing is, I know they're making it more realistic, but there's some things I still want in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, um, well, similar to what uh, Beauty and the Beast was. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. It it was it was its own thing, but it is still it's still Beauty and the Beast. Right. Um, like for an example, of what I'm talking about is when um they show like the side by side of Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa walking across like all the landscapes. Mm-hmm. In the cartoon when they were like dancing and nodding their heads side to side and stuff. They don't do that in this one. It's just them like just walking. Which I get it because animals don't really dance. But that's something I That's like a minor detail that shouldn't be changed. I got you. You know what I mean? That's like a fan thing. That's that's on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is on me. I For sure. But I'm saying um, I'm sure it's going to be good. And I'm I'm still hyped for the audio, the singing, um, but I'm excited. I am. I'm more excited for that than I am Aladdin. Huh. That's for sure. Yeah, easily. <laughs> Aladdin. They didn't need to do Aladdin. Um, do you know anyone who saw Dumbo? I don't, but I have not heard good things about it online. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted. To, I want to talk to someone who's seen it because I, I definitely want to know. Uh, problem with Dumbo is there was a lot of racist stuff in the original Dumbo. Yeah. That I want in the new in the new one. <laughs> well, you know what I've read about it is that like this one is is not a kids movie at all. Oh really? You know what I mean? And that's and that's where I think you have a problem because like I get making it more mature. It's I mean what is what did what did they think Tim was gonna do? Right. No, I. I I think that's what they were going for, but it just—it's not reaching people. I mean, right. Dumbo's a f- flying elephant, like, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? How many adults can you really get in, into it? I, mean, I guess they're—they're they're aiming at the people who really did see it as a child. But he, like, Dumbo was—I the- didn't know anybody who was just like 
like super into Dumbo. <laughs> like people liked it. I enjoyed it, but yeah. it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't like what Aladdin was for me uh, in when I was young. Right, or what right. like Shrek was or any of those like classic animated movies. Right, yeah, I got you. Yeah. I I was a big Dumbo fan, but I wasn't like a you know, I didn't have like a poster or anything. Right. Yeah, for sure. I liked Dumbo, but you're right. The thing is the elements in there are so off of they're just not allowed today cuz like the crows is a clearly racist thing in in Dumbo like yeah. and they can't do the crows again in the new one because you know obviously but that's another part that's very it's an important part in the other one the uh what is it? I've seen just about everything but an elephant mm-hmm. fly or whatever. Yeah. Leaving that out in the movie, which I'm sure they did, is, is just it doesn't make it Dumbo anymore to me. Yeah. When they do that to the Disney movies, it changes the whole movie. That's why I didn't go see Dumbo, even though I liked the original. I, I've uh, just kind of had enough of Tim Burton. <laughs> I have to. We talked about it. Like, we talked about his run. Yeah. And just his, you know, movie. Uh, list and yeah he's yeah. had some great ones for sure yeah I I um I'm done with the Disney remakes pretty much after Lion King I don't want any more well, that's no like more. I need them to be good that's what's fucking like stop making this mediocre bullshit yeah they they went all in the thing is they sometimes they give so much more effort than others because obviously Lion King is a major effort. The Beyonce... Right. No, they went uh, all in with Lion King, for sure. All in. They went and all this, in with the um, Jungle Book a couple years back. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But obviously Dumbo is not an all-in effort. No. I haven't seen Danny DeVito in like 10 years. <laughs> it's Always Sunny was last time I saw him. And when did that end? I want to say like five years ago. Right, so they I might have brought Danny. it back, but I don't fucking know. I haven't seen Danny in a really long time. Um, Michael Keaton, okay. Um, what's I've had enough of Colin, Colin Farrell too. Colin Farrell, right? Like, come on. Obviously, they're not. The effort wasn't there. Obviously not. They weren't trying that hard. Aladdin, cool. Will Smith, good pick. They got the you know. They had to get the Middle Eastern characters, right? Um, actors, I mean, and that's cool. Good, good job. But the other mistakes, the other casting that I've seen in there, does not look good. Yeah. I know they're gonna try to do Mulan. Oh God. <laughs> oh man. I wasn't even. Yeah. Into, I, I never even got into Mulan, so it's gonna be. You're. They're really gonna have to try to make me care. <laughs> I yeah. I wasn't a. I liked Mulan. That was one of those. I wasn't a huge fan, but I liked it. But you know, nothing further than that. I. I don't need it though. I don't need it again. Among if anything, I prefer keep making sequels to like the the movies that were great. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the Incredibles or Finding Dory. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep that going. Keep the, the 
the lit like movies that were incredible. Yeah. Because it seems like they're doing a better job of continuing their stories 15 years later than, than trying to fucking adapt something that, you know, not everything is meant to be adapted. You're right. That's for sure. Definitely not. Especially when they're, like I said, especially when they're not going to give it a full effort. That's for, like, if you're not going to give me, if you're not going to blow the budget out, I don't want to see it, man. For real. Yeah. Because it's worth the high budgets. Alice in Wonderland, no thank you. Please, don't do that again. Um, Shout out Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah. What what Disney movie do you see untouchable for them? Like, do you say, please don't ever mess with it? <laughs> Honestly, Aladdin was kind of in that boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's I'm too late. so serious too. Like, I, mean, I remember years ago when um, when they were just announcing Jungle Book, mm-hmm. and like I had a conversation with a friend of mine, like about you know what other movies I might want to see. And mm-hmm. I literally remember telling him the same thing, like, "Yo, I love Aladdin. Please don't fuck it up for me." Mm-hmm. And years later, here we are. <laughs> I'm 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 nervous. You know what mine is, man? And the thing is, I'm not a major fan of this movie, but they better not. They better not mess with Bambi, man. Please. I do not want to see a live-action Bambi mom die. No. Yeah, I don't think they'll go that way. Don't. Hey, they did Lion King. Right. No, that's true. Any Anything is, <laughs> it's, you know, open season if they did Lion King. Because Bambi wasn't Lion King good to me, but I know they're going to mess with it, man. They're going to have Dumper looking all weird. It's going to be trash. If they do mess with Bambi, that's the one I I deem untouchable. I don't want to see it. It's just tough for me to really, like, not to say anything is untouchable because, like, they did do Jungle Book well. They did Cinderella well. They did uh, Beauty and the Beast well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if they're committed to it, like you said, if the the whole budget's going in there, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't want to say anything is untouchable. I, I'm still saying Bambi's untouchable, man. It, it's just one I don't I don't care how good it is. I don't want to see it again. That's all I got for you. me. That's Bambi fair. is. There's some of them that I would like to see redone and be really good. And Beauty and the Beast was one of those. That I thought they could revamp that one. Mm-hmm. I just don't see how Bambi could be revamped and be better. Yeah. Some stuff, you know, I, I didn't think Aladdin, again, I couldn't see that one being better than the original Aladdin. But I guess we'll see about that. I'm, I'll probably go see Aladdin just for, just for fun. I, I want to see it. But, uh. Hey, man, we're about two weeks away from the movie event of the, I don't know, fucking decade or something. Yeah, man, I don't even know what to say. It, it I don't seems even know like what the to hype say about is it. insane. It is. What's crazy is, like, I thought Infinity War's hype was insane. And it somehow yeah. didn't let down. Right. So I thought Civil War had insane hype. You remember all the fucking posters and trailers of them running at each other? Yeah, and how like I, excited everybody was. 
That one was a little bit overhyped to me. Civil War? Like, after I watched it. Huh? You talking about Civil War? Captain America? Yeah. Yeah. Hater. <laughs> Hater. It was overhyped. The only reason why I say it was overhyped is because they showed Ant-Man and Spider-Man. They were in there for, like, five minutes of the movie. Right. But they set on, them up for their own the, movies. <laughs> Where the trailers made it seem like it was going to be a spectacular, like, 45-minute showdown. It was, like, 10 minutes max. That's the only thing that was kind of whack to me. But I I get it. The anticipation. That's what they got to do. That's cool. But I don't know. It was really good, obviously. We we ranked them. We ranked that one high on both of our lists. But I don't know. I don't know what to think about this one, man. I really don't. Yeah, I'm just so excited, man. I just, uh, it, I'm so mad because I know I'm not gonna be able to see it like that first weekend. Yeah, it's gonna be sold the fuck out. I'm probably gonna have to drive like two hours to try to find some shithole theater in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna bother seeing it that first week. I don't think. Oh, I want to I think so bad. I want to too, but um, I just, I just gotta avoid saying anything about it because I. I doubt if I'll be able to see it. No, I definitely won't be able to see it, but um, that second week, for sure. Definitely. That next Friday, I'm right at it. might have to have a whole episode dedicated to just Avengers Endgame conversation. <laughs> you going to watch... Are you going to watch um, Infinity War right before you see it? I think I asked you that last yeah, time. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah, I will I've too. seen it a bunch already, but one more can't hurt. Yeah, I like to I like to watch as many of them, like as many as the prequels before they, I go they see the. They flow so one. well together. They do, yeah. Ma- they did a masterful job. So of that. good. I yeah. mean, somebody from DC better be sitting at all the fucking movies taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this enough. But. Yeah. Uh... That's why I want to see Shazam. Because DC has done a good job of, like, their own solo character movies. They have. I just don't like... I think I don't want to see the movie because I just don't like the character. I think that's kind of clouding my, uh, you know, clouding my thoughts about it. Yeah. My judgment, but... I don't know. It's, it's big in the box office, so some people like it. Or at least want to see it. I mean, so. it's good, too. I'm hearing that it's everybody that has seen it that I've talked to has said it's actually good. The humor is actually, like, not cringy, mm-hmm. which was the big fear for me. But Yeah, the humor does look whack. Right. But that's yeah. one of those, like, sometimes the trailer, you know, doesn't really paint the story. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to play your uh, other gem. This is... Promise you that by future. It ain't no talk on this. You're a bad bitch, don't Take heat, fuck these niggas up. Cardi, your my mascot. Tell your main nigga he your ex now. Finna push up, bring your ass out. Where you come from, where you from now? I keep a bad thing on me, yeah, yeah. Dreads on me like Beijing, yeah, yeah. After this, right back to him like an accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came in a car, you gon' leave in the 
it, I can promise you that. Yeah, yeah. Can't by myself, I'ma leave with your friends, I can promise you that. Yeah, yeah. Came in a car, you gon' leave it until I can promise you that. Yeah, yeah. Never met no nigga richer than me, I can promise you that. Yeah, yeah. I know I don't want no scrub, no, 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 no. Baby, this thug in love, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Came up in the club, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Try to make some love, yeah, yeah. Did they say what it is? Uh, no, it didn't look that good though. It looked like a quad, quad thing. Injury. Yeah, yeah. It's always um, it's always a little scarier when it's just like a you know like a sudden thing. Yeah, not caused by contact. Right. Yeah. And luckily, mm-hmm. they don't. I don't think they need to rush him back. No. He can miss the rest of this yeah. series. They'll probably It'll fuck around fun. and drag out this series a game or two. <laughs> yeah. Now that, well, maybe. I don't know. I think most of the other West series are going to be long, though. So they'll be all right. Yeah. They'll be able to get some good rest if they knock, finish this out quick. But yeah, um, more to come on Cousins' injury. 
if it is quad, it shouldn't be that bad. But you never know. Did you see uh, this last thing, I guess? Um, you see Barkley begging LeBron to come up. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, Yo. so you don't have anything else to do. <laughs> and this, the thing you sent me about <laughs> what LeBron's doing in the offseason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. That shit was so funny. They should have had something about him doing Space Jam. <laughs> him and the Looney Tunes. Watching game film him watching <laughs> the Looney Tunes. That would be funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I, Space Jam better be good. I know that. That's all I got to say about LeBron, man. Yeah. It is. It was a little weird. The playoffs kind of started on Saturday, and there yeah. wasn't, like, a, any LeBron promos. <laughs> right. Like, back before with Cleveland, especially. Not Miami a little bit less because, you know, Miami had D-Wade and Bosh. Yeah. But with Cleveland, it was just him. Like, he was the promo. <laughs> right. And he was just all over the fuck, and they were just, even if the game was like, even if they were playing like scrubs in the first round, which they did a lot of the time, yeah. there still would be so much hype around the game. Yeah, you're right. Like, I feel like nobody cared about Orlando and Toronto when this started. Because they thought it was going to be an easy win for Toronto, seemed like. Uh, I'm happy. I, I didn't get it to say mistaken. this, but... I um, but you remember when Charlotte in that lockout year like set the record for worst team in history? When Felton was there, yeah, when they only won like seven games or something. Yeah. Like statistically, they were the worst record ever. Yeah. DJ Augustine was was playing with them back then. Mm-hmm. He's come a long way, man. He's been on eight teams. He has come, and he's been trash on some teams too. <laughs> Like he was in Indy. Yeah. I remember he was in Indy when they were fighting Miami. Yeah, garbage. That that wasn't a good fit. For no, him it wasn't. All. Yeah, yeah. Where point guards is, used to struggle with that Indiana team. Playing with Hill is is so hard. I feel like because <laughs> Hill are playing behind Hill right. because Hill like does nothing a lot of times. <laughs> so when you back him up. It, it's hard to just come in and do nothing like the guy who was in there and not, like, disrupt the whole momentum of the team, you know? Yeah. That's not Augustine's game. He's definitely a scorer. Um, but, yeah, Rodney Stuckey was there. <laughs> mm. What happened to Rodney Stuckey? He just randomly just I need him playing. in the big three league for sure. He'd be a bucket. He'd be one of the younger guys, too, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for big three, man. I saw a little, little uh, Gilbert posted something on IG. Uh, he's officially in it of him working. Yeah, he's one of the team captains, I think. Oh wow! <laughs> you don't remember the whole thing of him trying to recruit all his Wizards teammates who sucked? I thought he was joking, man. I never know when Gilbert is. He's always joking, not. yeah. But yeah, uh, he's really playing. I don't know how. I feel about that. Yeah. If he's not, if he doesn't kill, I hope he does well. But he looks a little thick, man. He does. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, he's been on the couch for how long? But I saw when he went and like had that 
shooting contest with mm-hmm. Nick yeah. for complex or whatever. Yeah. yeah, if he doesn't play well, man, he they need to just take him off of everything, off all media, podcast, TV. <laughs> nah, man, I website. like his podcast. <laughs> In in all of it, because he talks so much trash. No, if but not... I'll give him credit. In the podcast, he actually like stands up for a lot of the points he makes. I believe that, but I'm just saying, if he doesn't come in, come out there and like play well after he talks about all the guys he outplays and can outplay. Come on, come on, Gilbert. We need it. I want him to play well because I like Gilbert, but you can't. You can't talk a lot of trash and then come oh, out and be sure. garbage. Oh, for sure, yeah. He's got, Especially he's got when, a hoop. It's, when it's all old guys, mostly old guys. They can do away with the um, one amateur random. I'm cool if they end Yeah, that. who's the guy who's been Owens, Andre Owens? <laughs> he's been killing? Yeah, he, oh, he kills every year because he's like 30. He's the one with the headband? Yeah, like he's not good. His jump shot's real stiff. Yeah, uh, but he, he's pretty strong, taking it to the rack. Yeah, I don't know. He could be like forty-five. I'm just not him. But he looks like thirty because he can still dunk it. He's the qu- he's usually the quickest one out there. Yeah, like where the fuck did they get him? Right, and then there was the one dude on um, I think it was Mike Bibby's team, and and he was he was nice and he looks young he only looks like 28 Mm -hmm. he goes out there and hits like clutch buckets all the time it's yeah it's weird seeing them play i mean i get it they they should be able to play if they're good but that's not what the big three is about to me but that's cool We, we like watching the the old guys play so yeah shout out to um uh steven jackson man Got a good thing going. Got a good job <laughs> with the big three. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything else? Um. No. All right. One of these days. One of these days, we're gonna talk about this guy's amazing year-long stretch. I believe it was 2015. So this really isn't a throwback, but. A lot of people, I feel like people are going to grow up not understanding how hot he was that year. You're not talking about Bryson, are you? Nah, no, okay. no, not Bryson. <laughs> okay, that's about to say. <laughs> no, you'll see. And um, it's it's unfortunate because I don't think he'll ever, he'll ever reach that echelon again. But and he, he had... Major hits. This is my favorite out of the hits. Are you talking about Fetty Wap? <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh my god. So uh this is again by Fetty Wap and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, baby. I I want you to be my
trap. All a nigga know is get it. I ain't chasing no pussy, girl. I'm talking about the digits. Big bank rolls in my pockets, all fifties. Cut the little check, then I showed you I could triple it. Baby, it's Uber. I only want you. I don't give a fuck who can't tax on my face. She don't give a fuck who's still looking too good. Get you fucked on sight. I'm trying to finish this. Who I started with? I'm trying to spin it all. Who I got it with? Hey, she my trap queen.
know my lifestyle is driving you crazy, ayy. But I cannot see myself without you. We call them fans, though, but you know how we do. I go out of my way to please you. I go out of the way to see you. I ain't playing no games.